0: What's going on, everyone? Yeah, welcome back to Historically Athletic, where we like to talk the history of sports, mainly football, and I'll uh, do a little bit of current events. You know, eventually, might break off into a little currently athletic or something of that nature.
1: We'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh, appreciate you getting us kind of rolling, Big J. You know, we've got some fun things to kind of discuss today. Appreciate y'all listening. Appreciate y'all supporting. We're going to be starting off. It's going to be kind of a, I guess you could say, our next three episodes are going to have uh, a. More of a recap on the draft, kind of going through what different NFL teams did to kind of address their needs. Of course, different teams have different number of picks. People got moved around. People got traded. So that impacted what each team really was looking for and where their where their holes were in their roster. So we're going to go through the first round specifically, and then we're also going to go through a couple of the teams that we really thought had a killer draft. This is all prognostication. We won't really know how the draft turned out until
0: you know two or three years down the road. Yeah, when these players actually put you know pen to paper and go out there, and get their get their stats underway and everything like that.
1: Absolutely, they got to earn their stripes somehow. Right. Um, and just because you have great college production does not mean you're going to have great NFL production. Mm-hmm. See Ryan Leaf, uh, Marcus Russell. Oh, good gracious! Why would you bring that up? Uh, Raiders fans are watching. So. <laughs> We're going to do the draft recap and then a little breakdown like we referenced before. The second episode we're going to be doing, it'll be separate. It'll be kind of a Big 12 conference preview, kind of shifting gears to the college football side. And then the last thing we're going to be doing is doing a bit of a schedule release analysis. So hopefully you all will enjoy. This just kind of gives you a primer for what we've got coming for you. So
0: appreciate you being here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we're going to get right into it. I mean... The draft happened a couple of weeks ago, uh, almost a month ago now, almost. Damn. Yeah, it was late April, but, so it has not uh, been quite a month. It hasn't been quite a month, but I mean, it feels like it's so long. It gave long us ago, time right? to think
1: and pontificate.
0: And... <laughs> pontificate. I didn't uh, realize pontificate <laughs> was going to make you laugh. Oh, man, that was a good one. Uh, but you know, that's the thing is Jacksonville kicked it off right, you know, with the first pick overall, taking Georgia defensive end, linebacker hybrid Trayvon Walker and kick it off right is a relative term. Relative when it comes term to this pick.
1: Yeah, I mean But it, there wasn't a, really a clear number one in this draft.
0: Not a clear number one and Trayvon could have that potential to be that clear cut number one with the with just the I mean, the abilities that he has, mm-hmm. especially if you go based on the combine. I mean, he was a combine warrior for sure.
1: But how many times have we seen combine warriors not live up to not what they're – and not that I would want to put that on the kid. I'm not saying that that's going to happen to him. But well, he's the number one
0: overall draft pick. He's got enough pressure on him already. So. I mean,
1: you know, it's a dream. It's a, <laughs> it's a dream for every player, I would think, to be able to be drafted number one. I mean, that's a huge accomplishment in and of itself. They've got Doug Peterson running the show in Jacksonville now. And, you know – the Jacks have a Super Bowl winning coach. They have a second-year quarterback in Lawrence that they're really going to do a nice job, I think, of bringing him along. So we'll see how things they shake They get Travis
0: out. Etienne Jr. back, too, from that you know, early preseason injury that he had and missed the whole rookie year.
1: Don't draft James Robinson high in your leagues next year, folks, because yeah. him and Etienne are probably going to have a 60-40 split next year. And At least that'd be coming get. off
0: an injury, you know, mm-hmm. kind of prone year last year, too, but – you know, that's the thing, is Trayvon, he's got potential. But, you know, when you talk about a number one overall pick, too, it's like, you know, you go back to that Georgia defense. I mean, anyone could look good in that Georgia defense just from the stars. There's that just a lot of talent. We're all up. drafted from Georgia's defense. But, I mean, he probably put on the paper. and He wasn't even, like, their most productive player on that side of the ball, too. So, I mean, it is what I it is. It'll I be mean, interesting.
1: I mean, teams are going to evaluate and, you know, people that are in, the, you know, GM positions you kind of wonder sometimes how much football <laughs> knowledge these guys have been able to accumulate during their careers. And I don't know all these guys' backgrounds and where they started and whether they've been in you know player personnel their entire careers or it's if they just came in over the last two years. Or, or are yeah. they coming in on the analytics side? You just don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I haven't researched every single G in the NFL to kind of figure out their background. But sometimes I do think that when you're in a war room and when you watch those things on the NFL network in a, and on ESPN and that kind of stuff, You almost wonder how
0: much groupthink is kind of debilitating people rather than just choosing the right player. Or, I'd say, you can almost go the opposite aspect of that. Like, almost everyone thinking that, okay, this guy's the clear cut number one, blah, 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 can also make you kind of sway away from that player a little bit and think that, like, well, if everyone thinks that there's got to be something. There's got to be something that we're missing. We're looking to somebody else again. Classic you know, it's one of those things. So, so I, I thought It'll be that, interesting to see.
1: I thought that the first five picks were interesting. Truth be told, I was sh- I was not shocked. that Detroit took Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan.
0: No hometown guy going to go. Well,
1: I think that's a great fit for them. It's a great but, fit for the
0: fan base. Great fit the, for the organization. But
1: the Texans getting Derek Stingley at number three. I'm just going to say it. I watched his freshman season in LSU. He was outstanding. They won the national championship. That team was absolutely stacked. Obviously, Joe, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and yep. Justin Jefferson, and Terrace Marshall on the offense. And then Stingley, cast. They had a fantastic year. They had one of the best seasons of all time in college football. Mm-hmm. And they had they've had a lot of players from that team drafted. Stingley has not done much since his freshman year. He had an injury riddled, you know, COVID campaign, mm-hmm. and he had an injury riddled junior campaign. They are dra- the Texans are drafting him based on what he did his freshman year and the fact that they believe he's going to be completely healthy. And this, this comes- to me, this is a humongous gamble, but it's mitigated a little bit because of what people saw on tape his freshman year.
0: Right, right. And at the and at his pro day, and at his pro day, he had a great, he had a good pro day for sure. And then, you know, at the number five pick, you know, the Jets coming in with Sauce Gardner, you know. The number four pick? Oh, the number four pick, my bad. Yes, number four pick. Um, I mean, highly touted coming out of this, this draft. I mean, uh, didn't allow a single touchdown his entire collegiate you, career.
1: You also have to remember the competition. And, and that's not to knock the AAC by any means. It's just at the end of the day, you're talking about a player that's played in that kind of conference that Cincinnati's dominated for the last couple of years, and full credit to them for doing so. At the same time... They've also played Georgia in a bowl game, and they've also played Alabama in a bowl game.
0: And in those games, he didn't allow it.
1: Right. So you do kind of wonder how he's going to step up when it comes to the next level, and it'll be fascinating to see. He's lanky. He looks like he's pretty darn strong. Right. So I I hope he does really well, and I think that the Jets need that type of man-to-man cover guy in Robert Sala's style of defense.
0: With the the nickname like Sauce, you really hope that he uh, sizzles out.
1: Moving right along. (laughs) Uh... Not one of your best beats, man. <laughs> but no, that's okay, BJ. The no, next I hope one he actually does really good. I do too. And you know, Kayvon Thibodeau went to the Giants at five. Truth be told, I think that's a great landing spot for him. I think that he'll have a chance to really shine on the New York defense. They already have some pretty solid defensive linemen there in New York. Yeah. He might just be in that hybrid situation where he's a outside linebacker edge, uh, which is really what he's kind of classified as. If he can stay healthy and he can have that motor going, he's gonna be a beast. Right. Um Carolina picking up uh, picking up Ekwonu from uh, from NC State. They uh, the need help everywhere. Safe
0: pick. I mean, really they need help all over the place. Just for the fact that he's a, he's going to be a perennial starter at the offensive position. You would certainly hope so. What do we have next? Next, yeah, in the seventh pick, yeah, the Giants coming back. The, to, the eighth pick? No, it's the seventh pick. The seventh pick. Down, oh, okay. Gotcha. Top. Gotcha. Sorry. Oh no, it's the way it freaking format printed, but. Uh, yeah, New York, so they just took Thibodeau in the fifth pick, and then with the seventh pick they took Evan Neal. To the OT of Alabama, Alabama, which, again,
1: another safe pick.
0: Another safe pick. To reinforce the offensive line that's really had some struggles. Maybe go back to that, you know, when after the post-draft and Jerry Jones held up their draft board. Those were the uh, top two picks on their draft board accordingly.
1: Anyway, moving right along. Atlanta, you know, going for Drake London. Considering the lack of weapons, considering Matt Ryan's in Indianapolis now, they and considering Calvin Ridley's issues, they just got rid of right. Julio Jones last season. I mean, they needed a playmaker, and he could be a little mini Julio just based off of his skill set. Yeah,
0: based off his skill set too, he reminds me a lot of you know my one of my favorite players with the Bucks is Mike Evans. And, you know, Atlanta, who's a team that sees Mike Evans twice a year, kind of want to go out there and get their own version of the way because Drake London fits you, that mold. Can you blame him? No, I don't. not at all.
1: Um, could be a nice building block to go around. The next one, uh, the Seahawks ended up getting Charles Cross, the offensive tackle out of Mississippi State. I think it's smart. I mean, Seattle's got a lot of holes on their roster. Um, Carol oh, really? is Carroll is really going to have to – they're gonna to have to bust their buns to get that yeah. team back to where they were. Considering they just traded away Russell Wilson, it'll be fascinating to see what happens up in the Pacific
0: Northwest.
1: What do you have next for the uh, for the Jets?
0: For the tenth pick, the Jets, uh, you know, top two two top ten picks, and then the second pick they take Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. The brilliant, great receiver, yeah, brilliant, very brilliant. Good pick. route running receiver as well. That's
1: another weapon for um, for oh my gosh Wilson. Zach Wilson out yeah. there. I think that was a ridiculously Wilson the Wilson
0: connection is probably going to happen a lot this year. So they're going to be Wilsoning. <laughs> We're gonna be
1: Wilsoning. Hmm. Oh, we should make the, we should make the Jets have that kind have that shirt have a quarterback on one, have the ball floating over, and the receiver with his hands in the other. And, and all it says it Wilson-ing? is Wilsoning, Wilsoning. Oh, and then on the back, you're gonna have like a little football in the Castaway thing. It's like Wilsoning.
0: ing I think I went too far. <laughs> we need to sell this idea to the Jets asap. Start marketing Making it. notes. Next uh, at 11, you know, the New Orleans Saints traded up with uh, Washington and took Chris Alave from Ohio State, the speedy receiver over there. Great route runner
1: as well. Yep. Consistent great hands. The Saints it's, it's need... It's going to be
0: exactly what they need, you know, with Jameis Winston at their quarterback. And, and they are getting, the hopefully going to get Michael Thomas back. But That's two Ohio State it'll, receivers. And it'll be interesting to see Michael Thomas coming back, too, because I want to see how well he stayed in shape and so forth. Uh, you know, being two years now, almost? I home.
1: think the fact that Sean Payton is no longer in the building is probably helpful for Michael Thomas, because you knew that Payton wasn't happy with how things oh, went yeah. down recently. But then the Lions ended up getting, I thought was the best receiver in the draft at 12 with Jamison Williams out of Bama. Yes, Williams he had Alabama. his ACL injury. Unfortunately, he got hurt in the college football playoff. Wasn't able to be there for the national championship game. The kid transferred from Ohio State. Look look at that list. You had Alave, Wilson, and Williams, who all at one point played at Ohio State. You want to talk about a loaded receiver. That's route. a loaded And receiver. they've got Jackson Smith and Jigba the, coming up this year. I mean, that the amount of receiver talent they've had in Columbus is outrageous. It's crazy. But – I think he'll do. I think he'll do well. I think he'll recover. Um, and then, what did the Eagles have? They ended the up in Jordan picking Davis,
0: up, picking up Jordan Davis from Georgia, the big defensive tackle. Well, that's a big, big man. You know, it's going to plug a lot of holes in that run game.
1: Ridiculously athletic, though. Kind of reminds me of a young Fletcher Cox. You
0: know, I think it was him that I saw. Like they were during the draft combine, that he he did a standing backstand or backflip, something like that. A standing backflip. That man's like three hundred some pounds. Insanity. And that's that's just tremendous athleticism.
1: We'll just have to see how it pans out. But at the end of the day, you know how well Fletcher Cox has done in Philadelphia all these years. You been a bit you of staple know, there. You know he's going to mentor Jordan Davis and is going to treat, teach him the tricks of the right. trade. And you know Fletcher Great came out of the City State, so it's another, it's another SEC DT. The next one out of Notre Dame that was uh, Baltimore going after Kyle Hamilton. Baltimore has always had good safety play, obviously with you know Ed Reed, and then for a the right. short time they had Earl Thomas, even though that kind of blew up a little bit. But they have always had good safety play, and they've always had good secondary play in general. And you know Hamilton's an intelligent player, played really well at Notre Dame. I
0: think that'll be a good fit. That's the main. That's the main, biggest not or uh, biggest thing up for Hamilton was the intelligence like you said. That's what I heard a lot of times with Mel Kiper Jr. and all them talking about throughout the analysts.
1: And then I thought the team that, that's picked next at 15 had one of the best drafts. The the Texans ended up picking up Kenyon Green out of A&M. He can play on any position on the line.
0: Yeah, a and I mean, they've definitely put out some big-time offensive, offensive linemen. And, yeah. And there's could be another one right there. And then following Texans at pick 16, you know, halfway through the draft here, we got uh, the commanders take in Jahan Dotson from Penn State. Reach. There. Reach. You think it's a good,
1: good player, but a reach. reach at but they need somebody to compliment McLaurin. To they, be definitely
0: need, they definitely need the receiving help, and I think that with all the other receivers that were kind of taken at this time. I would have taken Burks over it's him. It's a chance, and, and that's what happened two picks later, you know. But we'll get to that one at, uh, at 18. But at 17, the Chargers taking another offensive lineman, Zion Johnson, out of Boston College.
1: And they needed someone to kind of shore up their offensive line. Yeah. They got a great one last year. I think it was Staley that they picked up. Um, I think so, yeah. Um, and that was brilliant. And they need, they need good offensive linemen to I mean, they got Herbert. weapons.
0: They got weapons. They have 2,000-yard receivers. They have a great scat-back style running back. They got a little um, Darren Sproles Jr. there. Yeah, they do. I love watching Eckler play. Mm, he's a very good player. So they need to shore up those offensive lines. And then they also done very well in the offseason shoring up their defense side of the ball. That AFC so West kind of is going to be together.
1: absurdly stacked.
0: Yeah. For sure. But the
1: next one, I well, think you yeah, had the Titans. Yeah, the
0: Titans at 18, and that's who you said you were taken if uh, you were the commanders at 16, and that was the Titans taking Traylon Burks. From Arkansas receiver. To
1: replace A.J. Brown, who they traded to the Eagles.
0: They traded to the Eagles, which we'll get to in a minute, but I think the Eagles probably had one of the best drafts of the, of the day, definitely. Who do you have next on your list, man? Next, with pick 19, it was the New Orleans Saints trading back up with Philly, as a matter of fact, to get an offensive tackle in Tra- Trevor Penny.
1: Considering they just lost uh, Armstead to Miami, yeah. they, they needed to shore up their line. And, and New Orleans, to their credit, they may not have a ton of picks, but – you know, they're working through a cap situation. Obviously, they've been in salary cap hell. And, they, and they've, they've been made moving things
0: with, with the opportunities that were presented for sure. Trading up into the first round, especially to get, uh, you know, a solid offensive tackle like that from Northern Iowa, which, you know, those, you know, Iowa-bred type boys. The
1: Midwestern offensive <laughs> linemen, whether you're talking about Iowa, whether you're talking about Minnesota, Wisconsin. Yeah. I mean, they raise, they raise some uh, solid quality offensive line prospects out there, and the coaches for those colleges are outstanding at what they yeah. do.
0: And then uh, going to the Pittsburgh Steelers at the 20th pick, we had they our first did test not, the they, quarterback. They, they did not make Pull Marino, pull did they? They did not. Well, yeah, they did not miss out on a Pittsburgh product quarterback. And taking Kenny Pickett, you know, a hometown, homebred guy, plays in the same stadium since the University of Pittsburgh plays at Heinz Field. He knows the environment knows the very well. It'll be interesting to see. Obviously, he's got some things to work on. First quarterback taken, but first quarterback taken in the draft and Pretty he wasn't weak anyone class. of who we thought it would be either. That's what the funny thing was.
1: Uh, I, truth be told, the guy had you know a lot of years at the college level. He's developed a lot. Um, whether you have, what do you think he has, baby hands or not? I mean, the kid's baby produced. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how things develop. I, I'm very curious to see who Pittsburgh's going to start next year because who do they have on the roster right now? Mitchell Trubisky. So they have Mitch, they have Rudolph, and then they have Pickett. They would have had um, Haskins if not for the yeah, that's very that
0: tragedy. I still want, I still really want to see uh, Baker Mayfield in Pittsburgh. I really do, but with this pick, it really doesn't think that that's going to happen.
1: So, what do you have next? You had McDuffie with uh, going to KC. Yep,
0: twenty first pick, the uh, product out of Washington, Trent McDuffie, going to Kansas City, who low key had a decent draft in my opinion as well. Twenty two, you had the Green Bay Packers coming in and. For their first pick in uh, in the first round, you really thought everyone was thinking receiver, you know, D'Avante Adams and so forth. They went with the Georgia product, uh, Quay Walker. So, linebacker and – I think that's going to be a decent pick for him. I think the Packers had a low key good first couple picks.
1: We'll see, we'll see. But then didn't the, the but then the Bills ended up taking uh, Kair Elam or Elam, uh, Yeah, Kier, Kier. Kier Elam out of Florida, which I think that's a great
0: pick for Buffalo, considering yeah, put him opposite side of Oh uh, uh, Tredavious name? White. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's
1: a good idea, and then. The Cowboys at 24, going after Tyler Smith after, after Tulsa, <coughs> this pick got a lot of um, attention. Mixed emotions. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's from what I've read, he's one of the most penalized offensive linemen mm-hmm. in the NCAA. Like, he had
0: 16 penalties, I believe, all of last year, which was the most. Um, and, of course, the whole
1: excuse is, oh, well, he was playing against players that were so much smaller than him, he would just manhandle them. and then, uh,
0: That's what they say. They say he's a mauler, he's a brawler. You know, Dallas was also one of the most penalized teams last year. You know, we don't, to, we, don't we don't we don't need to, next pick I'm just please. saying it fits their moment. Next pick next pick next pick <laughs> please. <laughs> next pick at uh, twenty five, the Baltimore Ravens took the player that I thought the Cowboys should have taken, really with you. Lindebaum. Tyler Lindebaum out of Iowa, that center. I mean he's a very versatile Very good center. um, I don't know why
1: the Cowboys didn't take him. They did not. I don't understand it. But hey, give it to the Ravens
0: for that one because I I really thought that that's who the Cowboys would have needed. But I'm with you. But then the Jets. Reach took another one here and, and you know i don't know if you can necessarily call it a reach when jermaine johnson kind of this is a fall a lot to a lot of he was analysts. a combine warrior i know but a lot of analysts really had him top 10 overall and how much do these analysts really know
1: in the grand scheme of things hey they got the job not me uh, well <laughs> they should just hire me <laughs> either way um i
0: i, jermaine I can johnson see where the of, physical
1: traits are there
0: yeah i can see it too like you say combine warrior um Did he have issues at Florida State? Florida State just hasn't been very good. It's just Florida State. So it's like, really, can you knock him? I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Mm -hmm. But we'll go forward at uh, pick 27, which was the Jacksonville Jaguars coming back, trading back into the um, first first round round with With Tampa Bay. Taking Devin Lloyd out of Utah, the linebacker there. Which I
1: thought that was a smart pick. Utah has really churned out some solid football Mm -hmm. players over the years and Disciplined. Very, oh, yeah. very Utah, intelligent.
0: Utah's definitely been a good good program. Good, solid program for a long
1: time. And then the Packers ended up picking.
0: They picked up Devontae Wyatt from Georgia. Yeah, How about good, that? Devontae Wyatt okay. from Georgia. So that's what I'm saying. The Packers got some, you know, before they ended up picking that receiver in the third round, I believe, in the third round or second round. Um I think they got two quality Georgia defensive players.
1: Yeah, and then what do we have for the Pats? So. <laughs> well, and this was a pick that everyone. This pick was this, this pick was this pick like, was
0: this pick was strange. Yeah, kind of random Bill Belichick move here, but at twenty nine, the Patriots take Cole Strange, the guard out of Tennessee Chattanooga. So, kind of interesting there. We'll, we'll see, see how it pans, we'll out. See how it pans Bel- out.
1: Belichick's the the goat when it right. comes to coaches, so you have to trust his judgment. Not
0: the best when it comes to drafts historically, though. So we'll, well see kind of what we'll happens. See. You know, Kansas City. I really think this is probably their best first round pick out of the uh, out of the two that they had in the thirtieth pick overall with George Karloftis out of Purdue. Uh, out of yeah. Purdue, that edge rusher, very good guy. Kind of you know a beast. Kind of a very stout uh, player for sure. Mm-hmm. Got good hands. Um, got good hands. But thirty one, um, Cincinnati coming out. They took. Daxton Hill, the safety out of Michigan. Okay, you know, coming from you know that Michigan defense, and, and so they were forth. pretty darn Pro good Dabby last style. year. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that'll be a really good fit for Cincinnati, especially if um, if him and, and, uh, and Bates can really kind of synergize out there. That could be pretty darn good. Yeah, because Bates is Cincy, really good. Since he had a decent defense last year, I mean, they really did. That was,
0: I mean, they had a decent defense, and then that offensive line was their weakness. And I feel like they addressed that in, in free yeah. agency. Yeah, and in the draft.
1: And then Lewis, uh, Lewis, is it signed? Sign?
0: I think it's signed the safety out of Georgia. So interesting. I think the, the Georgia's
1: Georgia's guys are getting drafted. What well, was high. it? It
0: was nine players, I think, in the first round for one team from Georgia, and they're all on defense That's side. Ridiculous. It was it was an NFL record. Half of ever. them, are, half of them are going
1: to be busts. I mean, it's going to be interesting. telling you I'm, they hey, got yeah. a lot of talent. But when you have that much talent on the field, it covers up hey, a lot of mistakes. It's going to make a mistake. lot of
0: people look good. It's going to make a lot yeah. Of people look good. I'm it's just worse. telling you, half
1: of them I think are going to nothing against Georgia and nothing against those players. I think when you have that much talent on one defense, half of those players are destined to, when they're put out on their own and put on an island, their weaknesses are going to get
0: exposed. Their weaknesses may get exposed, but at the same time, you talk, think about it. see, they're going to an NFL team. They're, the talent on the NFL team are just going to be as good as any of those other We'll talents. see. So, we'll see. You know, you'll see. It just depends really on how these teams will utilize those players and so forth. But, mm-hmm. you know, so, oh, drafting through that first round, you know, we kind of re- did a recap there. We really want to break it down to, you know, two of the better teams that we think, one for the AFC, one for the NFC. Four teams total. So four teams total. Well, two we for you, really two for me. that they just kind of stole the draft. And, you know, I'll start with my NFC pick here and the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, they had a good draft. Their first three picks, in my opinion, were really good. Coming out with Jordan Davis out of Georgia. Um, in the second round, they had Cam Juergens, uh, the center out of Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Another, you know, program known for putting out offensive linemen more historically based mostly, mostly but and then i really think they got a steal in the kobe dean in the third round even with his health issues even with his health issues we'll kind of see what happens with that you know there was a lot of talk on why he a player of his status mm-hmm. everyone you know an- analysts and so forth were talking about he was the best player on that georgia defense and we just saw nine nine players go in the March first round rule. so It'll we'll be interesting, but the really the thing that pushed them through for me was the draft day trade. A.J. Brown coming to Philadelphia is huge. It, it puts all the chips in the middle of the table saying, Jalen Hurts, here's your one-year audition. Do We're it. We're all in. Do it. No, pre- like There's pressure, but there's no pressure. Because Jalen knows. They, put, they brought these players to them. They have confidence in me that I can show out. Let's do it. If they don't, if I don't, they got the drafts capital. Could come back next year, draft a quarterback. So it's gonna be all on me. I think Philadelphia Eagles are gonna be a very, very good team. Obviously, it's coming out of the NFC South or the NFC East. Um, I think they rival the Cowboys and they take the division. We'll see. But and did you already discuss the Jets? I did not. So and then out of the AFC, I think the Jets stole the show. It obviously helps having three first round draft, draft picks. But with Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, like we talked about, I and mean, then obviously Jermaine Johnson. We didn't even talk, you know. I think a huge steal that they had, too, well, not really a steal, but a great pickup was the Iowa State running back, Brees Hall.
1: And he was very productive he when was he was at Iowa State. Very
0: productive. And they got him in the second round as well. So smart. I think they had a very good, um, you know, draft. Just a solid draft to, overall. To, exactly, to fill all the needs that they had.
1: And I would say that the two teams, I'm actually switching this. Originally, I had Baltimore. I'm actually switching mm. it to Houston. As much as I don't want to. Because okay. Baltimore know, had a great draft. Had Baltimore good, had a decent a draft, but through. think about, just hear these players. And if you're a college football fan, you'll recognize these names. The Texans drafted Derek Stingley out of LSU. They drafted Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M. They drafted Jalen Petrie from Baylor. They drafted John Mechie III from Alabama. They drafted Christian Harris out of Alabama. And they drafted Damon Pierce out of Florida. That's six players that have a outstanding reputation at the college level. Even Every with, single even with the glowing one
0: review you gave of Stingley. Let's just say that
1: that was a I, based on what else they filled their roster out with that was a worthy it risk. Yes, yeah. I mean, they picked up players that were proven at the college level and they even picked up Austin Deculus who was a multiple year starter at LSU on the offensive line. Yeah. I mean, they really I thought Houston had a great draft. I thought Nick Cicero really did a nice job with this draft. And then the other one I believe it was, where did it go? I'm just going to say it. For the NFC, even though they had a scarcity of picks, I thought that the Saints did what they could with the five picks they had. They were able to get a lava out of Ohio State mm-hmm. to upgrade their receiver room, which was desperately needed. Which was and it? they were able to upgrade their offensive line, or at least try to fortify it after Armstead left, right. uh, by bringing in Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. I don't know what Elante Taylor is going to do out of Tennessee. I'm not sure about DeMarco Jackson out of App State. And I'm not sure about Jordan Jackson at Air Force. But the reality is <coughs> those are two premium positions at wide out and offensive tackle that needed to be filled and needed to be upgraded. And I feel like the Saints did that.
0: Yeah, especially, like you said, with the draft capital that they had and then trading back up in that first round to get the offensive linemen that they really wanted. Mickey Loomis, was, Mickey Loomis knows what he's doing. They, they do have a good history as far as drafting is, is concerned as well. So. Yeah. But, we guys, I want to thank you for listening to our draft recap. Like I said, kind of, kind of quick, just brought through it, Wanted to recap that first just round bark, bark, and then knock out some of those teams that we think really did uh, stand out. And, you know – uh, but so we'll obviously we'll see the, how this, this goes down the road. Yeah, it's all up in the air. I mean, it's these things the the Jets, the Eagles, they can have the worst draft, you know, who knows what happens in a couple, we're a couple of years. We're just guessing. We're all
1: just guessing just like all the other analysts out there.
0: Right, right. But yeah, guys, so I uh, just hope that you guys enjoyed it. You know, keep listening to us. Next, uh, we're going to break off and get onto our college level football and talk Big 12. You know, there's a lot of things going, moving around, shaking in the uh college football world.
1: Definitely. Thank you all so much for watching. Thank you for listening. And we look forward to hearing from you soon. Like, comment, follow, do your thing.